0: Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 14, Episode 122. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and mud wrestler co-host. Say hi, Abby. (coughs) Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on restraints for medicating swine and transport of swine. Our topics for this week are pig and hog restraints for administration of medication, handling of Asian pot-bellied pigs, and transporting swine. Most handling and restraint of hogs can be and should be done without tranquilization, sedation, hypnosis, or anesthesia. However, some handling and restraint procedures should be restricted to veterinary medical professionals due to the potential danger to the animal or the handler. These require special skills, equipment, or facilities, and possibly adjunct chemical restraint or complete immobilization by chemical restraint. Medium-sized hogs can be restrained and tied by a lariat loop around the neck and a half-hitch around the chest. The loop is dropped over the head and pulled up around the neck. A half-hitch loop is formed and held with the bottom of the loop on the floor in front of the hog, which is encouraged to step forward. When it steps through the loop, it's pulled up around the chest behind its elbows. The hog's ease of movement has to be restricted, while the half-hitch is quickly applied or they'll slip out of the neck loop before the harness is completed. V-shaped troughs can be used to restrain pigs less than 50 pounds on their backs for blood samples from the cranial vena cava. v tross can be tilted head down or head up, depending on the needs of the procedure being performed. Slings with holes for each leg and an access to the neck hole can be used for collecting blood from hogs less than 50 pounds. This is less stressful, more comfortable for the hog, and provides better restraint than V-Troth's, but it's not as flexible in holding a variety of sizes of pigs as the V-Troth. Placing a pig under 50 pounds in lateral restraint can be done, as with dogs, by reaching over its torso and grasping the front and hind leg on the side nearest the handler's body, picking it up and gently sliding it down the handler's body and onto its side. For larger pigs up to 50 pounds, the same technique can be used by first snubbing the pig by its snout and tying it low to a post. A short rope with loops on each end is used. The loops are placed below the dewclaws on a front and hind leg on the same side. The handler stands on the side with the tied legs and the mid part of the rope is pulled under the hog and upward causing the hog to lay down on its side. The handler continues to hold the rope and places a knee just behind the hog's shoulder to maintain the restraint. Laying pigs in lateral restraint should be smooth and allow the animal to slide down the handler's body or legs into lateral recumbency. For hogs more than 50 pounds, a hawk hobble can be used to lay the hog in lateral recumbency. A hawk hobble is a snubbing rope applied around the upper jaw And then the standing end is run to a hind leg where the loop is applied above the hock. The snout is then pulled toward the hind leg, forcing the hog to lie down on its side. Large hogs, more than 300 pounds, can be laid on their side by using half hitches around the trunk of the body in the same manner as using half hitches to cast cattle. The hog is caught with a snout snare and using a rope at least 15 feet long, a loop is placed around the neck and tied with a bowline knot. The standing end of the rope is then placed around the chest and flank with a couple of half hitches. Steady pulling on the rope will cause the hog to lie down on its side. Restraining the head with the use of halters and stanchions is not possible with swine. Hog snares, or snubbing ropes, restrain the head as much as possible without chemical restraint. Asian or miniature pot belly pigs are pigs from Vietnam with fat rolls above the eyes, a pot-belly and a swayback that became a fad pet in the United States during the 1980s. Although less popular now, they're still occasionally kept as pets and not treated like livestock. Handling and restraint is more like the techniques used for dogs than for swine raised for meat production. Support slings can be useful in the physical restraint of pet pigs. Dogs and pot-bellied pigs in the same household can cause problems because of competition for food and toys. Pigs are uneasy about being picked up, struggle and can be easily dropped and injured. In moderate climates, they may be housed outdoors or indoors. However, they're very sensitive to heat and to cold weather. The preferred temperature range is 65 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Outdoor housing should provide at least 50 square feet for each pig. Hay or straw should be provided for rooting and for chewing. A shelter like a three-sided shed or a large doghouse from severe weather and sunlight should be provided. The pen and enclosure should be movable and relocated as soon as the pen's dirt has been rooted throughout the pen. If the pig is housed on concrete, the pen should be cleaned daily and fresh hay or straw added three to four times per week. Pop-bellied pigs need to have regular hoof trims about every six months if confined in pens with dirt and no abrasive surfaces, no rocks or concrete. Males should be castrated at two to three months of age and sexually intact males or boars more than two years of age can be more than a 100 pounds, aggressive and dangerous. Permanent Canine teeth, or tusks, should be trimmed at one year of age and annually thereafter. This requires chemical restraint. Intermuscular injections in swine are given in the side of the neck, two to three inches behind and below the ear. Due to lack of muscle elsewhere, piglets are given IM injections in the semitendinosus and of the hind leg. Pigs are given subcutaneous injections under the loose skin of the axilla behind the front leg or in the flank fold. Hogs are injected at the base of the ear. Oral administration of medications to swine can be done by addition to their feed. Although oral examinations can be provided with a hand paddle oral speculum, this is not practical for repeated administration of oral medications. Piglets, or small pet pigs, may be able to be medicated by being held vertical, head up, while an assistant administrator gives liquid medication with an oral syringe. Swine should be loaded on a level surface, a loading platform, rather than up a ramp into a transport vehicle when possible. If it must use a loading ramp, it should be less than 30 degrees and have cleats. Loading chutes for hogs should be solid-walled on the outside to prevent seeing handlers, 22 to 30 inches wide divisions to prevent hogs from being able to turn around in the chute, while a handler walks behind them. Center partitions in the chute should be see-through to see other hogs moving forward. At least 2-inch thick cleats are needed in the floor to eliminate or reduce slipping. The ramp should be covered with bedding used in the transport vehicle. Cleats on ramps for adult pigs should be 8 inches apart and closer for smaller pigs. Small groups of three to six pigs should be loaded at a time. Swine will move up solid ramps better than they will slatted ramps with gaps. Transport vehicle partitions should be used to pin up to 20 to 25 hogs together. Mature hogs from different groups should not be mixed together due to fighting that will result. Mature boars should be pinned individually. In hot weather, transported swine should be in a covered vehicle, bedded with moist sand, have openings in the trailer sides for ventilation, and hauled in the coolest part of the day. Extra space for each hog should be allowed, and the vents adjusted to promote ventilation during travel. In cold weather, the top and most side openings should be closed, and straw or wood shaving bedding should be provided. The transport vehicle should be cleaned and disinfected after each use. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Pigs and hogs can be cast on their side and restrained with the aid of ropes. Other than in piglets, intramuscular injections are given in the side of the neck near an ear in pigs and hogs. Oral medications can easily be administered to swine by mixing the medication in food. When transporting swine, special attention must be given in hot, above 75 degrees Fahrenheit, or cold, below 50 degrees Fahrenheit weather. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week. We'll talk about domestication and natural behavior of poultry. Hey, Abby, are you ready to go to poultry next week? Wait, don't get too excited. We'll be dealing with pre-hot wings poultry.